Hello, it's Becky here from Thriving Language and I'm really pleased today to be joined by Jess Davis and we've got um, a lovely early years background and we've sort of worked together a few times and, and met each other lots of times and Jess is doing some really interesting things in early years and her career has been a sort of very interesting so far. So we thought we'd have a chat about what she's decided to do now and she's decided to start her teacher training with a, an amazing early years background. So we're going to have a little chat about that and show people what you can do in early years and so really what are the routes what other routes you can use as well so so welcome Jess it's really nice to see you Hi. it's lovely to see you. so do you want to start Jess with a little bit of your background of what you used to do sort of what how you came into early years but what is your actual background and and what are your qualifications and things like that what did you do first of all yeah, of course. So uh, when I left school, um, I decided that I wanted to go into um, health and social care. So I did my MVQ in early years in health and social care. Um, but I took the route of working with the elderly, actually, and decided after a short period of time that actually children are where, you know, I sit better yeah. with. So um, I decided that I was going to go to university and uh, complete my early childhood service degree. And uh, as mad as I am, I decided to simultaneously do my um, earliest professional status qualification. Oh, that was great um, at the time, wasn't it? Because you could, you could top up, couldn't you, and do that, which is really worth doing, wasn't it? Yeah. It that's... really was. And you know what? As challenging as I thought it was going to be, I absolutely loved every minute of it. So yeah. I would highly recommend that to anybody. That is a great <laughs> course, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. This... It is, and it is on such a, a deeper level. Um, and once I'd completed that, I went into uh, a social care background. Right. So I decided that I wanted to support families with young children. Um, so I got a job working for um, full children and Bernardas. And I also worked for Families First. And I did uh, worked with families in what they call the red zone. So it's, it's the real high-end child protection okay. case um and i absolutely loved it um what did you love it, about it jess was it was it the difference you could make and especially coming from an early years background i know you had your health and social but coming from an early years background and and your qualification this is what we're saying your qualification is in early years like that's a that's a really different route to take isn't it so the experience you must have had there is huge it, it is and yeah I, I loved making a difference i've always you know as an earliest practitioner, you value like what children learn is important, but actually how they learn things yeah. is, 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 is crucial. And supporting those families to make a difference to their children's lives, just it, it was just incredible. However, it is a job that does take its toll because yeah. obviously there are lots of uh, incredibly sad stories. And so it's something that for, for me personally, I could only do in short bursts. So yeah. I, I worked in that for two years. I decided that I wanted to have just a little break, just just for my, my piece. But actually, it's such a rewarding career. So I would definitely, again, recommend that to anybody. Um, so I then decided to go into management. Yeah. Because my, my thought process is, you know, I, I love working with children and I love being hands-on. And as a nursery manager, you, you have the privilege of being able to do that. But I wanted to be in a position where I could train other practitioners to yeah. provide standing care. So I thought by doing, like by supporting and training my staff and developing their skill set, 
ultimately I'm providing that high service to those children. You actually meet more, you actually cover more children, don't you? You're right there yeah. by doing that management role and, and training so many people and showing them that ethos and working that way actually you then cover more and more and more families so i think that's that's really important i think that that key role of being the manager who wants other people to do you know to, to engage with the cpd and actually start to like think about training and start to think about different ways they can do it and look at research i think so i think probably because you had all that research background the best thing you can do with that research background yeah. is share it yeah no yeah. definitely not keep it to you definitely share it isn't it because if you you know if it's no point knowing all that and not doing anything with it is it so it's really yeah. really key yeah that that's crucial and you, you kind of, you, you have the, the, the best of both worlds. So, I, you know, like you just said, I, I looked after, in my first nursery management role, I had 80 children a day in. I had all of the parents coming in. So yeah. I had those interactions with parents. I could support, use my family support worker role to support, you know, um, parents that were in need. I could yeah. find parents. But also it was developing my staff skill set. I, I, I really enjoyed being able to do that because... You know, early years is continuously evolving all of the yeah. time. It's exciting, um, isn't it? It's a great place to yeah. be, but you've got to grab it and you've got to run with it and you've got to keep looking at the latest research and understanding Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And to be, to, for me, to be a small cog in that big wheel to keep early years afloat and keep it going and, yeah. and actually make it the great, like, you know, career that it is to be in, I, I just thought that was the biggest privilege of my life, to be honest. And I, I, I love being a nursery manager oh that's so inspirational Jess I love that because because it's just really nice to feel it. I know exactly what you mean you just like you are really privileged to work in that and, and to understand that and actually it's really good to do it and with your background that you did as well and then think do you know what I've done that this is now what I'm going to do now so let's bring up to date what what are you doing now then Jess what did you decide um but yeah, then I've decided that I'd like to do a bit more um, professional development. So yeah. I've now transitioned into, I'm currently doing my school's direct uh, teacher training. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to go into that is because having managed uh, quite a few preschool uh, settings uh, and seeing where my children actually get to, I feel like there's at some times as a, a slight lagging the, the transition for, for the preschool children. So they go from learning through play to continue to be on the EYFS yeah. and sometimes be quite rigid and formal. And I yeah. just thought, you know what, I've got all of this skill set and knowledge that I would love to be able to take that into a school yeah. and implement how we can actually teach children through play as they have done in preschool but still, still learning. So obviously you do uh, the phonics in school and the early mm. mathematics, but there are ways that you can do that through play that really engage and inspire and, and make children actually want to learn um, that we do in, in early years, but it seems to just lose its edge a bit when it gets into that reception stage. So I thought, you know, maybe I might be the missing key to... <laughs> I think you might be, <laughs> do, you, do you think they might? that might lose... The, in the translation of the EYFS, because there's a different, because then once you get into school, you start to begin, begin to think of the, the national curriculum. It becomes very more sort of prescribed what you have to do. So do you think, like you say, that, that even though EYFS, you know, that reception isn't doing national curriculum, it's working towards it, perhaps? I don't know. I mean... It is. Uh, 
someone said to me when they were using the EYFS document, oh, <clears throat> I'm not sure what the early uh, early learning goals are. And I said, well, they're really what a child needs to achieve by the end of reception. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the response was, so, so we don't need to worry about them. And I said, well, you need to have them in the back of your mind yeah. because that's the end goal that you're ultimately working towards. And actually, as an early years practitioner, you are a huge part, if not probably the biggest part of that, that, that child achieving those goals yeah. uh, before they go off to school. I, I think sometimes the, this, the vision to get them onto the national curriculum is is kind of the driving factor to right. make things a bit more formal. Um, however, I think that children do learn best through play. And as I've said to you uh, lots of times, uh, I myself, uh, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. So I'm very, very conscious that we all have different learning dispositions. Yeah. We, we, we love to learn different ways. And what works for one person most certainly would never work for me. Yeah, I'm with you there, Jess. I can, yeah, I can, I can see that. And I think that's probably why we look at it like that, because we know how it feels to, to be in a system that probably didn't work for us because yeah. and, and you look at the early years system and you just think that would really work that you know in early years that play base and what are your interests and taking it forward are absolutely crucial and play again like we've chatted you know me and Jess have chatted lots before but that free flow it doesn't mean a free for all the free flow means a choice and actually being really deeply engaged in what you're doing and as you know, Lynette Brock and, and John Siraj Blatchford, Blatchford would say it's, it's like it's that feather light touch of teaching, you know, it's it's actually that is key and that is huge, isn't it? And I don't think we need to we shouldn't underestimate the importance of that going forward from early years into teaching as well. You you know, it, it isn't always a sit down. Let's do this. Let's, and I know that a lot of teachers don't do that now. But however, there is an expectation and play isn't like like oh, let's just go off and play, is it? Play is very much about, you know, when children are playing, we're observing and really engaging in, in, in what they're doing and thinking, mm, how can we provocate? Yeah, the people moments, isn't yeah. it, where you can that, that kind of learning. One thing that I was very um, fortunate about when I was managing Westfields is I had a parent who was um, a head teacher at a, a very progressive school in Cheltenham. Yeah. And she one of the people that actually got my thought process going about transitioning into teaching. Brilliant. Now, it's something I'm so excited about. So there are quite a few schools now in Cheltenham that are extending the early years into year one and year Fantastic. two. Fantastic, yeah. But I yeah. this is the movement of, of the, you know, the, we're going into the future now. So yeah. I really hope this does bring some good things. But actually valuing that, yes, okay, they're going to go to the national curriculum. I mean, yes, they need to learn things by a certain time. But actually, it's still holding that value of play. Mm. You know, we, we look at, you know, you've done research and everyone probably listened to this knows that, you know, you've got Scandinavian countries, they don't start school or formal education until they're seven when that child's ready. Yeah. And yet they overtake our children who have been in education for two, three years within the first term. So I'm hoping now that there are movements in education that are going to really value that play-based experience and also that that play-based you know it's also around the child's happiness isn't it as well you know in those countries as well the child's happiness and their well-being is huge because they're not pushed into a way that that is huge expectations on them 
they're seen and they're valued and they're heard aren't they so yeah so I think I think oh it's really exciting that you're going to sort of be able to be part of that influence Jess that's I'm really excited to keep sort of seeing where your journey goes so ah thank you so much although I'm transitioning yeah I'm I'm very much still in early years yeah I still want to have those links within like early years I just think it's a, a fantastic career to be in and I just think now we don't have to just have that sole thing of thinking it's just a day nursery that's all you could go into yeah there's so many many other careers that you can choose to support children it's just brilliant it's so wide isn't it like you say yeah and you're a real real like sort of early years advocate who's done loads of those sort of different roles and brought them together and now like sort of you know influence in another arena as well so thank you for for being such an advocate and just being so so inspiring so oh it's been really nice to talk to you Jess today thank you thank you (laughs) bye bye